this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Crystal Boy, Enterprise Chief Digital Transformation Officer at Medical University of South Carolina. Crystal, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I'm excited to be here, Laura. Thanks. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare. Really, a lot of what you're doing there at MUSC is so uh, cutting edge in terms of how you're incorporating technology and innovation into the healthcare space. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So at heart, I'm really a technologist that learned business and enjoys uh, transforming business with technology. I've been lucky to go from consulting to business and back and forth, working in industries like manufacturing, insurance even health clubs and education. And I've had some great mentors that helped me along the way and taught me a lot about how to listen to people and how to use this system and follow the data. I got into healthcare uh, when I was Chief Transformation and Innovation Officer for the American Association of Diabetes Educators. And from there, I moved to North Shore University Health System where I was the AVP for Digital Transformation um, and worked a lot on their digital front door before I moved to Charleston where I'm Chief Digital Transformation Officer for MUSC. Outstanding. And how's that transition going from Chicago in North Shore now to South Carolina, MUSC? Um, you know, what really has been most exciting for you during this time since you've been there? Um, well, um, the weather's really nice as opposed to Chicago, cold winter versus a warm winter. I've been here for about eight months. So definitely enjoyed that. But also, um, you know, MUSC is a statewide um, institution, even though most people think it's just based in Charleston and it continues to grow. Um, and evolve, and it has a really good mission about, you know, taking care of um, all the people of South Carolina, and so I'm really, you know, it's one of the things that drew me here was to, you know, really make a difference in the lives of the people that live here across the state, both in urban areas as well as rural areas, so excited to be able to adapt technology to that sort of vision statement. That's amazing to hear. Absolutely. And definitely can appreciate that move from the Chicago winters. I'm still uh, bearing with them. So certainly, you know, it's great to hear that you were able to get into warmer climates. Now, you know, when you think about your, your space now, Enterprise Chief Digital Transformation Officer, that's a huge role overseeing a lot of different areas of the health system. What are some of the big opportunities that you have your eye on right now, as well as the headwinds that keep you up at night, perhaps? So, so it, number one, by far, Laura, is access. Um, you know, health systems were built upon the EMR, which is set up very rigidly in a very structured way. And we're working with our providers to optimize their schedules to be online. And I think a lot of health systems are struggling with that right now, trying to figure out the right balance of how much of the schedules, what schedules, trying to get them online. Because we know... Um, in healthcare, 80% of consumers want to interact with us digitally. So we really need to um, ramp up our resources for serving up those offerings online. It's the same type of transformation we saw in banking, um, and we no longer call it online banking. We just bank. And so I'm looking for that in healthcare to no longer just be digital health, but health, and provide you know that type of concierge service online, whether it's 
um, from your desktop or from your mobile device so that if I want to have an interaction with a provider, I can go online, find a time, schedule it, and then um, go about my day without having to call a call center or call a front desk to try to get into those appointments. Once we optimize those schedules, then we can deploy tools across for access for those schedules to either schedule, reschedule, remind people that they have those appointments, um, all the cool stuff that digital technology is bringing to the field right now. That's amazing to hear. And really, you know, having that experience and patient experience is so crucial. I keep hearing that it's really a point of differentiation now within health systems and healthcare providers is being able to have that ease of use and access to care. What is it like for you? I can imagine you've got a good amount of variety in the patient population that you serve. How do you balance the different needs, desires, and capabilities of different populations that you're serving on a daily basis? We're looking to do things that make sense, both for people that are urban as well as um, people that are rural. We, we work with um, our patient family access center to try to get some, you know, we're building some good personas of people across the state. Um, we're looking to deploy things like chat box that can speak in several languages so that we can actually, you know, help um, with access for, for pa- patients that maybe speak a different language than um, English as their native language. The same with voice bots, um, so that when you call an access center, I think that's a digital front door, too, that sometimes people forget about um, when they call in. So definitely looking at those types of things, as well as making the language on our website um, more user-friendly, so it's not all medical speak, but actually things that people can understand. That's great to hear. And certainly so helpful. From your perspective, how are you thinking about growth and adding value to the organization overall? I I know there's a lot of different competing priorities. So what really stands out as being ways that uh, you can really add value? Along with access, it really gets down to trying to get the right patient to the right care at the right time. I think health systems did a great job adopting virtual care during covid MUSD certainly rose to that challenge and became one of only two national telehealth centers of excellence across the country. So our virtual network and the the products that we provide virtually is really strong. But I think one of the things to add growth is continuing to remind consumers that telehealth options are available and to expand those offerings to meet patients where they are. We've got several specialty lines in telehealth and we're looking to grow that. Um, so, So being able to serve that up um, digitally and say, did you know that there was a virtual appointment that you could have, or you could have this after hours, or you could do this then, and providing that um, level of care when the patient needs it, how they need it, without having to drive in, without having to take a sick baby out, um, are things that we're continuing to work towards. Along with that, um, and building on some of the work that I was doing at AADE, is starting to look at the expanded use of remote patient monitoring, helping patients that um, are ill be able to tap, track things like for diabetes, um, time and range, um, or their essential vitals, and then being able to respond to differences before they become events that patients have to take more drastic measures with. Um, this helps patients stay healthier, and they can do it from their own homes. So an overall focus on wellness and not just sick encounters Um, Being able to provide education and opportunities for healthy living is um, where I think healthcare really needs to start to focus to um, help everybody be healthier. 
Absolutely. That's such a great point in, in, you know, making sure that people can troubleshoot and receive care, whether it's within the hospital or clinic or from home and the virtual care options. There's so many different spaces available right now for healthcare and healthcare providers. When you look at the, the different opportunities, obviously all of it takes investment, whether it's financial or resource um, from the staffing and, and talent standpoint, what do you see as being really an important space to invest some of those dollars right now um, this year? I, I know for many organizations, there's a little bit more of a budget crunch than in the past. So from your perspective, what's really important and, and what rises to the top when you think about priorities in, in spending some of those healthcare resources? Um, you know, we're, we're definitely looking at um, voice bot, chat bot um, technology and uh, very close to, to uh getting ready to start a project with that um, and, uh, you know, putting more, more work into robotic process automation to, you know, add to care continuum as far as from pre-authorization to confirming and canceling and rescheduling appointments, um, as well as, uh, you know, restructuring our website so that it is more consumer-based and uh, providing that sort of, uh, digital front door that helps people find the care they need when they need it. Got it. That's great to hear and so important. And, you know, when you talk about making some of these changes to be more patient-friendly and and consumer-oriented, what are you hearing from um, your community or or patients at large? What do they want now that might be different from the past? And how are you designing um, some of the the website and other digital front door spaces so that they really meet the needs and and demands of patients today in this kind of more consumer-driven healthcare world we're living in? I I think that that they're they're looking for ease of use, uh, Laura, really um, you know, they've been working on, uh, you know, Amazon for three years so they could get everything from their groceries to their tissue. Uh, and so they're used to being online. I think that's a misconception that, you know, different age groups or different demographics really aren't comfortable being online. And uh, after COVID, I think everybody's pretty used to being online and they're used to having instant gratification with things. They don't want to fill out a form and then wait for someone to call them back for an appointment. Um, they want to be able to go online at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon when they're in a meeting and be able to schedule just like they can with an airline ticket um, and not have to call a patient access center and wait, um, you know, X number of minutes before they talk to a person and then maybe have to be called back. Um, so I think it's that, you know, instantaneous set of being able to, you know, connect with their healthcare system the way they want to connect with it. And that's the, the type of um consumer strategy that we're, we're trying to put into play now. That makes a lot of sense. And, and certainly, you know, I know it's a, a seed change for some to some degree in healthcare, but um, makes a lot of sense in, in moving in that direction. Now, where do you see some of the best opportunities for growth in the future? We've talked a little bit about some of the different changes you're implementing on the technology side. Is there anything else that you see being really important how to grow and develop at MUSC? Yeah, there's there's about three or four things that that we're looking at. Um, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit about automation and uh, what you know, trying to find the right places to deploy it. You know, we have tools now that help our patients pre-register online, but we'd like to take that further and look at pre-authorization with insurance before they attend an appointment or procedure. Um, and these not only help patients um, know what's happening ahead of time, but they also help our care team. Um, from back office to providers to work more efficiently and not have to do repetitive tasks. 
Um, along with robotic process automation, we're looking at software that automatically documents encounters at point of care or via voice. Um, this is going to provide more accuracy and allows providers to spend more time with patients and help save them in documentation. Um, some things that tie into that, um, that that we're hearing a lot of buzz about right now is AI. Um, and, and everybody's talking about it. Chat GPT, I think I went to um, two conferences this spring and every software vendor said, we have, we have AI, we have chat GPT, um, come see what we can do. And, and it's awesome and it's moving super fast because this time last year, Laura, if we would have had this conversation, we wouldn't have discussed it at all. Um, but health systems need to really do two things with that. One is embrace it and learn as much as they can, but also learn how to govern it and uh, set up governance councils to understand what makes it run, what models are being based on, um, and, and you know, kind of help write, you know, AI is great because it can write a letter to insurance or translate notes into a patient's chart, help with inbox messages. Um, it has the possibility of being another member of the team. Um, but in my view, and some of the, the folks that I've been talking to from other health systems, we're starting to think about treating it like a member of any other team and health systems really need to start doing an annual review of the bots, the technology, to make sure that it's staying up to date, see how well it's performing and what it can do to improve. And I think that's a whole new thing for technology. It's not just buy it, put it in and let it go, but actually reviewing and making sure that it's still working. Um, one of the other things that you know I'm kind of keeping an eye on is personalized medicine. Um, we started a great program here in South Carolina called RDNA which um, you can take a simple saliva sample to find out what genetic markers you have, and it allows patients to learn more about risks and be able to accelerate their care if necessary. Um, the cool thing about this um, that I'm interested in watching is to see what the future holds um, and how that's going to translate eventually into personalized treatment plans, prescriptions, things like that. Um, and then I'll say the one thing that um, maybe isn't technology-based, but that I thought have found really interesting is um, the collaboration in this industry. Um, there's so many individuals that I've met, especially since I've been here at MUSC, from systems across the country that have been unbelievably kind to share their stories, their tips and tricks um, to help MUSC become the best that we can be. And, and we certainly reciprocate um, in places where we can. Um, there's no ego in health systems. They're, they're happy to share across the board, happy to help each other grow because um, at their heart, you know, there's an overwhelming passion to provide the best care to everyone. Um, and at the end of the day, I think that's what kind of makes all of this worthwhile. I love it. Healthcare is such a special field and certainly all the energy and passion around doing great things in healthcare and being able to build access and grow um, and really do great things for the communities. Um, it's just amazing to see how uh, you're able to do that. And now, as you mentioned, with the technology evolving, especially artificial intelligence and some of the different ways that, you know, being able to work together can, can make a difference. Um, it, it just seems like there is a lot of things to be excited about for the future. Absolutely. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation, and I'm really excited as well to see you in person at the Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event in October. It'll be a great discussion um, for the panel you're on, as well as several other that others that'll be going on at the event as well. A lot of discussions around AI and. Um, as you were talking about personalized medicine, we've got a lot of the clinical uh, 
um, sessions as well, dovetailing into health IT. And so I'm just really looking forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. It should be a great conference. Thanks so much for your time today, Laura. Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October.